are listening to the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. I'm Sam Mellencon from Debacle Records. And each week, one of us picks a Rancid or Rancid-adjacent song, and we talk about it in all our complicated feelings. So after last week and the <laughs> torture and awfulness that I was subjected to, um, I thought we needed to kind of cleanse the palate a bit and just... Just have a have a good week. Hopefully, God, have a good easy week. And so this <laughs> week we are going all the way back to the debut, and we are going to talk about hyena. So Hyena, of course, was on the debut Rancid 93, came out in May of 1993, written by Tim and Matt, uh, produced by Donnell Cameron, Donnell, Donnell, I don't yeah. know. And it, it it's not the first track. What is it? Like the third, fourth? I don't even remember now. Yeah. What track number is it on here? Good. Oh, second track. Okay. See, I always get Adina and Hyena. Yes, Adina Hyena and Detroit all feel so similar to me because, yeah, like topic wise, name wise, and tone. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. This is like primo early rancid. Yeah, this might be. It's funny as we've done those other ones, we were kind of plus rats in the hallway. Like we've right. kind of jumped around this one which i think a lot of people would say like oh no this, this is, is the, the one, one. right <laughs> um not i am the one but this is the one uh but yeah i mean it's it's it you could probably pick any of those to be like the emblematic song of this album yeah it it's funny because it's actually maybe i'm again i always feel like i, n I never remember this album correctly I know. But, like, coming back to the song, I'm like, oh, the song is noticeably slower and more, like, low-slung than a lot of this album, you know? Like, yeah, it's a little bit more of, like, a hardcore song and a little bit more of, like, a, I don't know, kind of, that, that bass line comes in and you're like, oh, we're, we're kind of taking it. <laughs> yeah. Taking it a little, you know, I don't know, like, a little more chill. And so, uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what that means, but I it's like a three minute song, you know, like it's, it takes its time. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I don't even know. I, I like, I feel like I have no, I have no thoughts on, like I do kind of, but it's like, it's, it's really good. I don't know. It's like, this is one of those songs on where at least in, in part of this, like full disclosure, my brain is just fried from the last week. Um, not because of the fucking transplants, but just, stuff going on in my life and like every time i would go to listen to this i and you know try to mentally make notes and stuff i kind of just like would get lost in the like it's it's just it's a really fucking good song <laughs> like i don't know i like the i like how it starts i like the baseline and the way and yeah it kind of it never like a lot of rancid especially i think in like the early 
like in 93 and stuff like a lot of it kind of like smacks you in the face a little bit yeah but this doesn't like it kind of which i mean it's funny because on the on the verse like tim's going 100 miles an hour with like the lyric you know but but it never like and a lot of times when when that happens when tim does that it there's like i'm not thinking especially like i think branson 2000 it's like really intense and kind of overwhelming and in a really good way but it's it's a lot it never feels like that here it feels like very it's as subdued as you can do what he's doing like it doesn't make like even saying this like it doesn't make any fucking sense but it is i mean that's kind of like where i was going with that like low slung kind of like there's something a little bit more laid back on this track than they're these your memory of the first two records especially right yeah you know um and they do these kind of interesting turnarounds on the like like they kind of but there's more than once where they come out of either the bridge or a chorus and like it kind of melts away for a minute and then they come yeah. back in kind of fast and which is a a thing they would do kind of in a different way a couple times later but like it's kind of an interesting kind of like i said like 80s hardcore like minor threat sort of like oh, i'm just gonna kind of talk as the song falls apart and then come back hard you know mm-hmm. um which is it's it's interesting like it i was listening to it, i was like wow this is one of their uh, Oh, over and over on this album, like, you really hear more echoes of like hardcore, and and you know, Op Ivy had more of that for sure. You know, and it it has a lot of Op Ivy echoes inside of it. Like you can hear that this band, you know, was just you know the core of this band was just playing Op Ivy right. songs <laughs> right. not too long before this, you know, and like, um, it does have that like. I don't know. I think if they wrote this song a few years later, it would be a lot more rock and roll. Yeah. Like you have like Lars writing this with them. I, I don't That's think a good he was. Point. A, I think it would be a lot more. I think it'd be a lot different if there if Lars was a part of this rockabilly yeah, version of this song. I was gonna say. I could, that's. Yeah, I can. I can. Ima- I can kind of hear it in my head. The like rockabilly ish. I mean, the rancid rockabilly version. Yeah. Of yeah. The, exactly. You know? Um. Because it could easily, even when it starts with that kind of bass line, and before mm-hmm. it all gets going, it's there is this sort of sliding doors moment where it could go a it couple totally different could. ways. But then, and and it ends up probably like at least especially in hindsight, knowing you know what would Rancid would do next and all the thing. You know, it's like it kind of goes in a more unexpected place. Um, yeah, because it gets really like like it's a lot more choppy. Yeah. Right um actually this reminds me uh jesse who sends us these wonderful dense emails that jesse keeps sending them i love them they're, yeah. they're so never thoughtful. stop never change so jesse. much so much dense information that i can't i can't um bring them all up and i don't even know if you always want them on the show but i do remember he was saying like you know a very obvious thing that is a reminder to us which was you know, Tim wasn't playing the Gretsch on this album. Like, Tim wasn't playing a hollow body. He wasn't playing the Gretsch yet. He was on a, I think it's more like a telly or something. Like a, um, well, not a telly, um, or just like a Fender or something. And I, I don't actually even remember. But the point being, it was more, it wasn't a hollow body. It doesn't have that jangly yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, he was playing something with a little bit, probably a lot, little tighter, you know what I mean? And so that sound of him playing a little bit more. Man, that's such a good uh, I've point. always associated with like, kind of like, Fresh metal right. guitar sound, you know, like <laughs> right. kind of an eighties, more eighties sound and everything. Um I think that's 
pairing on this song, definitely pairing on the album, you know, and why he suddenly sounds so different for the rest of the the rancid is that he's always playing that crush. He's always playing these hollow bodies and they're just so much more open and jangly and the strings are strung so much yeah. further away. And, you know, like they're just, there's, that's there's a lot more a, room. That's you know? such a good point when we, you know, when you think about how this out, al- yeah, how this whole album sounds compared to everything that comes later. And I mean, there's multiple reasons for it. I mean, it was just produced oh, by yeah. someone they never, I don't think ever worked with again. Uh, Lars isn't there. Um, but that's a really good point about the, just about the equipment. And because, yeah. yeah, like that Gretsch sound is such a trademark part of the sort of rancid sound. It could be a big part of like when the very similar songs you'll hear on Let's Go and you'll hear it here. Yeah. And there is a difference in the guitar sound. I mm-hmm. think it's a little bit more metallic and tinier and sharper. You know, these, you know, yeah. guitar guys, you know guitar center sort of terms but you know what i mean <laughs> but i i think i hear it i think i can i i i feel it at least and then you that more open spread out you know like a yeah you actually like can't do these like more intense things on a gretch because they're literally they're just bigger they're wider just, you yeah, know you know they're physically harder to play <laughs> yeah yeah you're, you're you're strumming these more and you're playing these more loose open things i feel like that's going to make you go more in a certain direction. And so it's actually kind of interesting. And I think that's actually part of like um, Lars's sound of late being a little bit more tight is he's playing these really tiny SGs, you know what I mean? And he's getting a little bit more um, technical, you know, Mm -hmm. as a player. And I think a lot of that is every guitar he's playing is, is a little bit more technical, you know, leaning guitars, these more metal and, and, tight you know very tight action guitars you know i'm you know i'm on the edge of my understanding but that's always how sgs have come across to me too so like seeing him on that um i don't know if that's completely new but at least the models he's been playing have been very different i've at least noticed so yeah anyways i i i do think that the the one thing that really sticks in my head is uh that part where everything stops and he sings concrete, glass, stone, and gravel. It's so weird, like when, when, like when you can pull a Tim song, a Tim lyric out so clearly. It's always such a surprising uh, moment, <laughs> and you're just like, "Wow, that just sticks in my head forever." And and then he does a little like talk, like blah, blah, "fuck you," blah, right. and he goes back into it. You know, uh, it's just such an iconic part of the song. I guess we also talk. I mean, that's the the theme, you know, of these guys at the time feeling very like on the outs that everything was pretty shitty around the time of this you know these right. are squatter era you know pretty you know playing you know skate parks and you know tiny venues or squats or whatever you mm-hmm. know and feeling pretty like good times were behind them you know and he had you know, come close to ODing or OD'd a couple times already at this point you know like I think 
I think it's silly to hear. I it would be very weird to hear these guys sing this song now, but like at the time, this feeling of I'm a, a hyena fighting for lion's share. And I just like the sometimes the lion's share right there is such an interesting like bit of I don't even know if they meant it as poignant as that, but yeah. just like people get pit against themselves so much, and it's like. But the thing you're fighting over isn't even there. You know what I mean? Like, right. like there's nothing to fight over. Like, and I feel like sometimes the that's that's one of the worst parts of of like what happens to people who are disenfranchised is like yeah they get this feeling of like I I have to fight for every scrap and then it's like you're kind of told either the either the like American dream you know being sold that sort of vision of like if you work really hard you'll get there right. Or just the like that guy took your shit, right. you know, you should be mad at him. It's yeah. like either version of that is like usually a story concocted to like make you just continue to be mad, you know. Right. And, and, and fight and, amongst yourselves. Right. You know? Yeah. To keep yeah, to keep the eyes off the actual culprits. Um, yeah. And I you know, I'm I'm sure just like that feeling of alienation is more mm-hmm. what they're going for, you know. But like it is interesting, like <sighs> For as simple of a lyric, you know, it's like a very kind of classic, simple punk rocker, young person lyric. It's a pretty good one. And I think there's a little bit more nuance nuance under it uh, than than you would expect at this period. Yeah, especially, I was going to say, especially like in, I mean, 93 when they're still kids. uh, Which, God, it's hard to think that this was 30 freaking years ago. Wow. We just hit the... Just hit the 30th anniversary. 30th anniversary earlier this year. Jesus. <sighs> okay. So, now I feel old. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It's as we've as we've talked. Sometimes they're coherent, straightforward, good songs are the hardest songs to make an episode around because right. you're just like, it's good. Yeah, this is a good song. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I mean, I think I did kind of come away with this thinking like. Because I'd always talk about like Detroit was kind of my favorite song yeah. on um, on ninety three, but man, this one's r- right up there for me. It, it it's it's you know it's, it's and they really ahead. well and just even just looking at those like the you know Adina Hyena Detroit Rats in the Hallway like and then even I, I mean I think you can go like another night yeah, I mean but like those first four what a man what a way to come out of the gate on your first record that's uh that's no no small feat <laughs> I know every time every damn time I know this record it's like damn this, this we don't give it enough credit I don't think other people give it enough credit like I'm sure there's a lot of Rancid fans who are like what are you talking about it's my it's favorite one but one, like yeah. Yeah, but sure, but like I, I just think there's something, something there's so a, interesting. There's a certain magic to this record that I forget about, and yeah. I think that I actually think when it, I, I've held on to that feeling a lot more in recent weeks or months, and I think a big part of that is when we did the holiday sunrise episode because you know that was a song I was like when I picked it I was like I don't remember it I have no you know, uh, which, yeah, and then like listening to it that week and digging into it, it's like damn like even when you're getting to the back end of the album like they're still bring like you know and and yeah i it, just it's such a listenable i find yes. it more listenable than let's go at this point and the one thing i'd always say about let's go is like you can just kind of ride it as like a wave mm-hmm. like that's the big thing about let's go is like it's kind of like a soundtrack to like any activity like that's kind right. of its, its vibe 
and like i would say this one's this one's so easy to put on and just get lost in it you know what i mean yeah whereas like you get sucked into alcohols like like emotionally and all these right. things but like <laughs> like and and let's go or uh life away way to sell like, like it's oh, like the spectacle of it all and yeah like the, it's like yeah. this big performance and like all this stuff but like that this one is like god damn i'm just bopping along and like i can't forget i'm like this thing rocks and this one rocks and then i'm like i can't believe it's over already you know and like and i don't know is there something i know we do this every time we talk about this record, i know but like well and i don't want to go back to it and, and this is the other thing i don't want to go back to it as i'm about to go back to it but like i do <laughs> i do think this is an album that the production hurts it like not yeah. that it, like it's not bad or anything. I don't want to like I'm not yeah. suggesting that, but it just it does it does it does it no favors. Let's say yeah, and for I sure. I it would be interesting if you know God it's the 30th anniversary. Like I would love to hear normally when you know like it's oh it's the anniversary. Yeah, album, leave them alone. Right, but I'm like I, yeah, it's like I'd be curious to hear like a remastered, like remixed version, an of actual this remix. Record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would be yeah like like let's find the tapes and actually go back and yeah and see what we could do yeah i that would you know of, of all of the record like because the rest of them it's like yeah just leave them alone i mean yeah, or, totally. or throw them in the trash but um in certain <laughs> but you know it's with this one i can i i can imagine a world where because you know there's a, there's a whole like discourse about this replacements um really, yeah really. which i i sort of have missed out other than people talking about the discourse <laughs> yeah i mean well and i don't and I, like i was never a replacements guy like i'm pretty agnostic about the replacements um i, I feel like that was just like it was before my time or i like i never mm -hmm. it was never i was never in the right moment for every that. time it's on i'm like oh this is fine yeah like i and i see how it spawned a ton of stuff and i'm like right right like yeah the good songs are good and i see why they were really important you know but and that's about the end of my story the sort of interesting thing about this one record and again it, it's i i think it's called tim right that's the same yeah yeah I, and, and so i'd probably i've heard it probably at some point when I was like, oh, I should check out, you know, whatever. I have no opinion, memory of this record, but I do think it's really interesting how, like, from what I gather from the discourse, it was like the record sounded one way, which a lot of people was like, it's the worst sounding record. It's like really whatever. And now it's been completely like remixed and remastered and it's like it sounds good and that makes and some people it's like but no the way it sounded is a important part of the record and this has ruined it and other people you know it's like i feel like i'm hearing this for the first time because you can really like you can actually hear it and it's not you're not distracted by how it sounds and so i just think it would be an interesting thing yeah. to happen to this record and you know i don't know i mean it's, it's if they didn't do it for the 30th anniversary like then why would what they, are they gonna do right it? yeah exactly. but anyway no that's interesting so um i don't know i do have yeah oh, i do ahead. have that problem with a lot of stuff from that era and that like that's why it took me so long to even even kind of understand Husker do because it was like i was yeah. smacked in the face by the production over and over and i was just like i don't i want to understand this band like it seems like everybody's telling me about right. your band but like i just don't I don't get this production like early Fugazi, like when you get repeater for the first time, as like you're listening to all this other stuff, and everybody's like, "Oh, you should listen to Fugazi," and it's like, "What?" <laughs> like it just sounds so of the moment and so yeah, quote unquote bad, and like all these things, and it's like, oh, over time you you kind of some of them you understand, but I would I would say like, 
Yeah, like a lot of those are stuck though because it's like part of the sound of the era. Right. But some of them actually are truly undermined by that production too. So it's like it's interesting. It is a weird it is a weird like what do you do with that? Like because we have the ability to do stuff and it's also like you're going to remaster it to the trends of today. Yeah. Weird, I, you know. Right, that's like, a whole other thing. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> Like, it's not like there's some perfect remaster. It's all relative, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. But uh, the the only other thing I would say, like, do you think that it kind of, the only negative you could say, like, does it kind of hurt that, like, all these songs that you were just talking about at the beginning of this record all kind of, like, this feels very similar to the plot of Adina. It feels oh, very yeah. similar to Detroit. And it feels like, one of the problems is that like you mix them up and you kind of go like okay you're on the street and you're <laughs> you're a lost soul and you're in trouble and like yeah like yeah there, I, I do think there was kind of a problem where they were true but they were really working like it feels like tim was really working on some stuff you know and like i don't know like <laughs> i think it's i mean i think it's one of those things where it when you especially when you think about somebody like Tim who's been you know been around forever and has done so much since then and it's he hadn't I mean you hear elements of that it's like that's Tim that's still what Tim is but I think it's I he's just like young and doesn't quite know what he's doing and so he's like yeah. leaning on what he knows whereas you know as you get further in he starts to like sort of broaden his horizons and start stealing other people's stories or telling other people <laughs> however you want to look at it and whereas this was you know because i don't know like with op ivy i i, I should know this but i assume jesse wrote basically all the lyrics like tim wrote the music jesse tim and matt wrote the music jesse wrote the lyrics that's my assumption i should know that but i don't know and so this is like his first go really like at writing a record yeah. and obviously like this is this trauma right this whole band is this like response to this traumatic period of his life right and so like if he's like look trauma's on my mind being outcast is on my mind suddenly becoming like a street person at times you know and a drug user is, is like super on my mind i'm gonna talk to you about that and it's gonna be different than the scene politics and the sort of self-awareness of the jesse michaels vibe yeah I'm going to make it different. I, I can see that, you know, but like, it is kind of interesting that like, he got better at balancing that vibe with some of the other things other, you know, he's got like four to five moves. Right. Right. And like, he hadn't gotten too many other moves. And that's yeah. why it's so interesting when they cover, um, Oh yeah. Oh uh, whatever. <laughs> why that, I want to call, and... call it up to me. And then it's like, no, that's gonna, a Bob Dylan song. Uh, gonna give it, Get, get out of my get way. Out of the way. Get, get out, out of my, my way. way. Like, up Jones. That's where up the, Jones, up, thank you. That's yeah, where the yeah. up was coming from. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. <laughs> uh, it's such a stylistically fun, different yes. like topic and song. And it's like, oh, man, if you'd sprinkled, I feel like that really would have put the song over the top. Where like in the next album, you have Salvation, but you also have Sidekick. You know, like you also right. have motorcycle ride where he's trying to do different moves and even then it is until out in the woods where like you got love songs and sad wow. songs and telling stories about other people and all these different things coming to light and that you get a lot more just a lot more you know there's just so much more going on you know and and i think the cover really shows that because you're like whoa 
a kind of bright, fun song that's kind of tongue-in-cheek and funny and scene politics yeah. and everything. Like, it's like, that is such a, like, suddenly different tone out of nowhere. You know, it's like, it's such a it's such a winner at the end, you know? You really notice it. Right. As, as yeah, no, I think that's all fair. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, like I've been saying last week, like this and Adina, especially, I just keep mixing them up in my head. And that's a big part of it is the thematically it's, it's basically I mean, the another same night song. could be the same thing. like yeah. i think about another night when i'm listening to these lyrics i'm like wait no that's different you know right and i yeah mm. i just think it's i i mean i would imagine it was just a, like oh i have this pressure i gotta write an album i just gotta like it's lean on the thing that i know i can like and, and yeah like it's this is all that's on and on my mind because this is what i'm experiencing and i don't have the experience to pull from these other things i'm not developed enough as a songwriter and um but i mean it is interesting to think about like starting here and then within two years he's writing outcome the wolves <laughs> like that's wild that's pretty incredible to when you really stop and think about how like the amount of growth that happens from here to outcome the wolves it's pretty remarkable um yeah i kind of can't even like comprehend that that was even if you go like oh he was writing these songs in 91 or something right. you know what I mean? like yeah, the, even over four even years you, three years four you know, yeah even if yeah even then that's that's an insane yeah trajectory i mean around yeah exactly like, so that's just wild so all right well cool. uh, i think we've done it but yeah, yeah. That's, i mean it's obviously a good picket so but it's it's so funny that we have the same response and and we're still shocked by like oh the first album's i know <laughs> really yeah. good it's gonna i think it's probably just gonna keep happening for like 15 more episodes or however many songs are left maybe by the last <laughs> one we'll finally be like yes yes the fucking first album's the best one oh know. yeah that's right oh shit okay i hope you have a pick hope you i forgot to remind you before we started so um you're gonna have to either you have one or you're gonna just gonna have to wing it <laughs> Your, your silence is telling me you're, <laughs> you're winging it. No, I. It's well thought I, out. I've been thinking about it all week. I'm right? thinking hard about how to say <laughs> my pick. Oh man, I don't even remember what we've done recently. So that. You know, that's my problem. I was just like, I can, I can grab something really fast. Uh, Oh man, I feel dumb. This is bad. Um, <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, let's do. Have we done? All right, here oh. you can pick. Uh, do you want something from two thousand or from tomorrow never comes? Uh, what was the last? When was the last time we did something from tomorrow never comes? Have we done anything about that in a while? We I, did. Did we do American? And we did. Um, did we do something else? we did oh prisoner prisoner song. song somewhat recently yeah uh i don't know i guess we should do something off 2000 i i'm still getting worried that we're gonna work like going to the good stuff still but let's do 2000 let's do 2000 let's okay uh i was thinking uh oh maybe you're gonna pick one of the ones i don't like go for it sorry <laughs> i was gonna do not to regret just because it's such like a okay yeah that's a great guy. Two thousand. Yeah. Okay. I I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like I vaguely remember it. Um, it's not one of the Matt songs. I thought you were gonna pick one of the Matt songs. Um, no. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know what to do with my favorite Matt song. (laughs) Okay. Not to regret. Man. I feel like I just like ran into a wall like five minutes ago or something because like my brain has stopped functioning. (laughs) And I'm just like, songs, bands. Songs are songs. And bands are rancid. Rancid is a band, not bands are rancid. All bands are rancid. Wouldn't that be a fucked up? Man, that sounds like a horror yeah, that's movie. Not, that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> not wish that on anybody. Yeah. All right. This has gone off the rails. All right, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at RancidPod, on Patreon at patreon.com slash the 11th hour podcast. Send us a voicemail. Send us an email. All of that can be found in our link tree, which all of that, of course, is in the show notes. And did I forget anything? I don't think I forgot anything. I mean, I think you're good. All right, good. Uh, fuck. I don't have a, I don't have a bit for today. I'm like, I'm trying to think of something related to the song, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. We'll just see you in the pit. Oh boy. Nailed it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh god. We need a recharge, man. That's where we're at. You got like 70 more episodes, I think. Uh, minimum.